Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. J.C. Sherbert at Inside the Game Docs of the Big Spur. He joins us. J.C., what's going on, my man? It's great to see you once again. How are you? Yeah, great to be uh, with you, Chris, here from Studio South uh, in Columbia. Uh, great to be in town. Uh, great win for the Gamecocks Saturday night. Just uh, a lot of great uh, feelings, great stuff happening this week on on the home front here. So um, I'm under the weather yesterday pretty bad, and so I, I'm, uh, I'm glad that uh, – uh, you were able to reschedule me, uh, and I feel much better today. Thanks. Yeah, JC, glad to hear that, man, and glad to see that you're feeling better and everything. Let, let, let's start, go back with – start with the Mississippi State game, JC, because, you know, we, we, we're going to get into specifics, obviously, because I want to hear your thoughts and opinions on how the game went. But would you agree with – because, you know, my sentiment is this, like style points, the days of that, they don't really matter anymore. Like it's just about winning games in the SEC with the parity and like everybody's just beating up on everybody and – uh, it, it doesn't feel like there's quote unquote one true or two or three true dominant teams, right? Like, I, you know, you'd, you'd love to go out there and flex your muscles and win by 17 or win by 21 or have a game like Tennessee, but it kind of feels like to me, JC, like, because I, I think a lot of fans are not a lot, but some fans I thought from what I could tell on social media, maybe we're disappointed in the fact that South Carolina only won by seven. They looked at lowly Mississippi State and I know they're in transition. They're not all that great. The numbers suggested that coming in. But, like, I just don't think this year especially – I mean, this has always been the case. There's just no such thing as a bad win in the SEC when you can be, get beat on any given Saturday. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there never is really, um, you know, especially, you know, when you, when you look back on this season, uh, you know, you, you'd much rather – win a game like that than lose. And, and that's exactly what can happen sometimes to, to teams that are favored and at home and all that is the game is just – that game Saturday night was so weird. Like, I, I, nobody had Will Rogers throwing for 500 yards on their bingo card and Carolina holding Mississippi State to 32 rushing yards. I mean, just – you know, it was crazy. Uh, you know, it, it was one of those games where – you know, I've, I've seen many Carolina teams uh, lose those types of games. I, I remember in 04, uh, Carolina was ranked. They had just beaten Alabama on the road. Ole Miss camp comes to town. It was Cutcliffe last year there. He got fired after the season. Uh, it was his worst team. He comes to town, and they rotate three quarterbacks and end up beating the Gamecocks 31-28 and, and derailing a uh, positive uh, start to that season. So, uh, I've seen Carolina lose games like that before. Uh, I've seen them win games like that before, obviously. But uh, you're, you're right. A W is a W. I never felt, Chris, personally, like the game was in, in peril. You know, I, I, I thought Carolina, even though the scoreboard was close most of the time, I thought Carolina felt – it felt to me like they were in control of the game. 
you know, I, I never sat there and went, holy crap, they, they're going to lose uh, or anything like that. But uh, it was closer. I mean, hats off to Will Rogers and, and Griffin, their receiver, and, and those guys, they played hard, obviously. Uh, but, uh, you know, hey, it was a fun night and a fun win. And uh, you're right, you take them and you move on. on and, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of games like this this year for the South Carolina football team and for everybody else in the SEC. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be one of those types of years where literally every Saturday is going to be a, a battle because there is a lot of parity uh, right there, at least in two two through 13 uh, right now. Then we'll see what Georgia ends up being. But um, it's uh, it's one of those, like you said, you take it and, and, and you move on and happy for the win. And JC, to your point about the game not being in peril or being in doubt, even when it was twenty-seven to twenty-seven, it was, it was more so one of those things for me where it's just, you know, the advantage of playing at home at night. You just kind of believe that something good is going to happen, and that South Carolina, despite maybe what has happened to that point, will find a way to win the football game. Um, you know, you mentioned it's kind of a weird position, JC. I feel like to be in because I feel like all we've talked about for the past. 15 years as run defense. It just seems like every that's all of our conversations about run defense can Carolina stop the run. They can't stop the run. And like South Carolina, I feel like right now, especially over the last two weeks, the defensive front, I feel like has been much more active to your point, what you said, guys are just playing better. Like there's nearly no other way to explain it. Jordan Strawn came into his own. You're seeing Boogie Huntley and Tonka Hemingway and TJ Sanders. And these guys really start to, you know, develop. I think Drew Tuazama is doing some nice things out there. But it's the secondary now and the pass defense that, uh, you know, is, is sort of giving you some issues. And, and we knew that it could be some some growing pains early with some of these quarterbacks you're playing. And now we're starting to hear some some rumblings, some gripes about uh, Clayton White and the defensive staff. What's your thoughts on this defense? Are you worried at all, concerned? Are you encouraged because of the front seven? Like, where do you sit when it comes to this Gamecocks defense? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It needs to get, you know, it needs to get tightened up a little bit. Um, I think that... Uh, it, the, the passing yardage was very disappointing. Um, 
part of it, I think, was, you know, Mississippi State, you got to credit them and their ability to find the favorable matchup. Uh, and Griffin on DQ Smith, was that's a mismatch. And, and you know, that's just not – that's not DQ strength covering a guy like that man-to-man in the open field. Um, yeah, actually, you couldn't – you had to kind of adjust uh, earlier, really. Uh, they should have probably adjusted earlier uh, on him. Uh, I, I, I don't think, though, Chris, that we're about to see – a secondary that, that fall, you know, like some in South Carolina history, that'll it's going about to fall apart. You know, I mean, I, I'm thinking about like the 2020 season, uh, four NFL guys on the field couldn't stop anybody. You know, the people, teams were torching them through the air. I, I don't get that sense. I, I think you know they're going to make some adjustments. Uh, they really did sell out to try to stop the run the other night. That was kind of the focus, and they did. Um, Obviously, you can't give up 500 passing yards uh, in a game uh, and expect to win most of the time. Uh, and so I, but, but you know, we've seen Marcellus Dial, O'Donnell Fortune, Nick and Warrior, DQ Smith, David Spalding was out there, made a big interception. Uh, the younger guys like Judge Collier played pretty well, I thought, for a freshman the other night. Uh, I mean, the individually, you know, you look at, and this is still a good secondary. I mean, it's not, that wasn't, I think, indicative of what they are going to be for the rest of the year. So, well, it was weird and disappointing and strange and all that. Uh, the, the progress made against the run, uh, I, I, I'll take that and go with it and, and see what happens moving forward. Now, switching gears, J.C., the offensive side. Uh, obviously, Spencer Rattler continues to impress. Xavier Leggett hitting, what, 23 miles an hour or so. And, I mean, I think showing a, a level of speed that maybe we didn't even know he had that gear and we certainly had not seen yet. Uh, I thought it was encouraging that Trey Knox got involved. And, of course, J.C., the big one, Mario Anderson emerging as I think we all feel like RB1. I think the offensive line continues to take steps forward with Big, big Tree Babalade and Trovon Bow and the young guys. And you can tell they're starting to gel a little bit more. I think it was Shane Beamer that actually said that, you know, they feel pretty good about, like, we know our starting five now. Like, we have our five guys, and then we got some others that we're, that we're rotating in. Where do you sit right now with this offense? You know, obviously when you have a quarterback playing like Spencer Rattler, um, it helps tremendously. I mean, there's no player right now in the SEC at that position. I think J.C. more locked in than he is. But it feels like Mario Anderson in the running game and finding something in that regard was the biggest storyline from that group leaving that win uh, against Mississippi State. Absolutely. Um, You know, and kind of like I think I said it here last week and and on my show, you know, Everybody, every player has their strengths, right? And and uh, I think with the carry on Joiner, you know, his strength really is when they get down inside the ten, inside the twenty, he can sniff the end zone well. Uh, and he did make a good play uh, on the touchdown that, that he ran, you know, and, and he's he leading the team a touchdown, rushing touchdowns. But between the twenties, I think you got to go with Anderson because Anderson is, is that guy. I mean, even even not between the twenties, if you want, but I mean, he, he's got a low center of gravity, good balance. Uh, he breaks tackles. He's hard to tackle. He's one of those the, you know smaller built guys. It's hard to get leverage on, um, and he's strong as an ox. I mean, for for five nine two ten, uh, and, and he can you know he he can get through a hole and and, and get you yardage. Uh, I like that about it, and, and I I think that. When they were, you know, when he got in the portal, you know, people kind of, well, why are you taking a kid from Newberry? Uh, the coaching staff thought like he was definitely good enough, you know. And, and the knock on him through spring and fall was that uh, maybe, you know, he's having trouble adjusting 
uh, to the speed at this level. Well, the more he plays, the more you can tell he's getting there. You know, he's adjusting to it. And a lot of things about running back play uh, come naturally to the good ones. And you can see that natural ability. So, I'm, I, you know, and I like what they're doing with Spencer in the run game right now, too. I mean, that's – we don't talk about that yardage a lot because I think, I think everybody kind of holds their breath whenever he takes off running. But, man, I mean, he, he had led the team in rushing at Georgia uh, and then had some – some really nice runs against Mississippi State, uh, and he's getting more and more confident in that part of his game. So you, know, you saw a little uh, zone read action uh, the other night, you know, like West Virginia in 2007, Pat White, you know, out there. Uh, and I think if they can continue to develop that part of the offense as well, well those are still rushing garbage. You know, that's still running the football. Uh, and I think you can really start, as teams have to start to respect Spencer getting out of the perimeter and running it, well, well, then you gotta, you got to worry about him doing it. So what are you doing there? So you don't have an extra guy in the box now, and Mario has more room to run. You know, So I thought that was maybe an understated part of the game plan and, and, and what we saw on offense on Saturday night was that uh, that Logan's being almost sneaky, getting that zone read action going uh, with the quarterback keeper and um, all that. So I, I, I'm encouraged. Obviously, this weekend is going to be a big challenge. It's a, it is every weekend in the SEC, but – you know, I, I like where they're at now versus where they were after North Carolina, for sure. Mm-hmm. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code Spurs up for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code Spurs up, SP or SUP, for $20 off your first purchase. Game time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps. And you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it. Whatever the event is, buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do Create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P for $20 off your first 
purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. And, J.C., you mentioned Spencer Rattler's running ability. That's certainly been one of the things for me as well that's that's really impressed me, right? We knew we had the arm talent, but the way that – and it just seems like every great quarterback in South Carolina history, the great ones, they've been able to scramble and keep drives alive. Even if they weren't fast, you know, it just being quick enough to be elusive in the pocket. Spencer Rattler, obviously a guy that that runs to throw instead of runs to run. He keeps his eyes downfield, but when he has yardage, he gets it and – it's just like you mentioned, you can't overstate how valuable that is for an offense. You mentioned Dowell Loggins. I know that JC were only four games in, and there's a lot lot left to go that'll decide, you know, the way we're kind of speaking about Dowell and the job he's done. But I mean, just stopping for a moment, because I think back to a year ago to this point, like the offensive coordinator was all we could talk about. The fact that we're not talking about it as much is a luxury, right? It's funny how when those guys, when people do their job, you don't quite mention them as much as you do when they're not doing their job. So Let's take a moment because we all know Dabble Loggins, listen, was, a, was to some a questionable hire. It was, who is this guy? He's got no experience. Is he going to succeed? There are bigger names out there. So far, so good. I mean, your, your thoughts on the job that Dabble Loggins has done to this point? Yeah, and, and look, the, I think the offense looks system-wise, scheme-wise, looks good. It's creative. It's multiple. It's, uh, it, it's you know, the route trees and combos are, are fun. It looks like the kids – most importantly, the kids know what they're doing. You know, they know the offense uh, amazingly, uh, unlike the last couple of years. So, uh, I, I think, and I think it's designed to get the ball in the hands of the playmakers. I mean, that's uh, you, you saw it uh, against Georgia that opening drive uh, with Juicen. You know how when everybody's healthy, this thing can really be a monster. I mean, because you're boom, boom. I mean, who do you who do you stop? So uh, I thought. Uh, I think he's done well. I also think, you know, there's a lot of – always there's a lot of talk about play calling, especially when things don't go well uh, offensively. Uh, maybe almost too much, you know, discussion about that. And, and, and there's such a focus on it. But you also have to understand, part of Dowell Loggins' job also is to coach quarterbacks. And Spencer Rattler is demonstrably better, just better this year than he was last year. I mean, he's just gotten better, uh, you know, and, and it's uh, – that's a, you know, you got to credit Coach Loggins for that too because that's his guy that he works with every single day. So uh, not only is he setting up Spencer in the offense for success, but he's done a great job of, of, of getting more out of Rattler as a player and improving his game. Uh, and Spencer's probably playing his way up to a relatively high draft pick, and he'll be the first quarterback since Todd Ellis drafted out of this program. So um, – that's something to look forward to as well. So I, I would, I would, I would say Dowell Loggins is probably, it's definitely surpassed my expectations that I had when he was hired, um, and really, at this point through four games, uh, I, I'm probably more impressed than I thought I would be uh, as well. So we'll see how the rest of the year goes, but certainly so far so good for him. J.C., as we turn our attention to Saturday, a big one under the lights at Neyland Stadium. Gamecocks taking on the Bulls. Obviously, the storylines in this one are endless when you think about Shane Beamer versus Josh Heupel. You know, we've heard, J.C., that there's some bad blood there. We actually heard Tennessee guys at SEC Media Day say that there's no coach that Josh Heupel wants to beat more than Shane Beamer. I'm sure that last year and the butt whooping they suffered at Willie B had something to do with that. But you think about that dynamic. You think about the revenge factor. You think about – 
uh, you know, Tennessee trying to prove their quote-unquote back, if you will. But let's look on the field. Let's stick offensively when South Carolina has the football. You know, obviously it comes down to Spencer Rattler, Xavier Leggett, you know, a Tennessee defensive front that has got, done a great job getting after the quarterback. South Carolina's offensive line going to have to hold up. And, you know, you'd like to see more of Mario Anderson in the run game and balance. But, like, when you look at Tennessee defensively, They've taken some strides. I think they're much better than they were last year. The secondary, though, I still have my question marks about, like, when you look at Tennessee on that side of the football, what challenges do you see, and what do you expect from the South Carolina offense and how they should attack that? Because I think you and I both agree and would expect, J.C., I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think you got to protect. Uh, that's, that's the key. I think uh, if you look at Tennessee's defensive system or scheme, it's complementary. So what, what it's designed to do – is sort of take risks, hit big plays, uh, shut the run down, get the ball back for your offense, that kind of thing. Uh, and South Carolina took advantage of that last year, frankly, and attacked them down the field uh, all night. You know, I, I don't know that they've faced – Tennessee has not faced a passing offense this season even close to, to what South Carolina's bringing in. Um, you know, they, they – They've struggled against the run uh, a certain, to a certain extent. Florida got him for about 172 on the ground. Uh, Montra, Tra, uh, ETN, Travis ETN's brother, Trevor, uh, got that and, and ran it really well against them. You know, they're a hard team to figure out because I don't think they've played anybody. I mean, you know, Virginia is probably the worst team in Power 5 football. Uh, Austin P was a struggle. Uh, you know, Texas San Antonio – uh, was really good last year, but they 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 are not this year. Uh, and then Florida, which I don't think has been super duper impressive outside of the Tennessee game, uh, they're Florida. So uh, you just the balls are one of those teams I just don't know about, you know, because it's hard to tell uh, given their level of competition so far. Um, but I think it's 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 just like last season. You have to protect, um, and, and you have to find rushing yardage if you can. Uh, but I, I think obviously that you know you got to be careful about wanting to play. Uh, Florida did a good job of playing keep away uh, and, and and running it all over them. But that's the only team that's uh, the last two years that's uh, excuse me that's been successful doing that uh, against Josh Heupel's team. I mean, LSU tried to do it last year and got blown out of the water uh, because you know if you're trying to run it and they're stopping you and they're selling out to do it and and, and you can't hit anything big and match their momentum. They're very much a momentum team. They'll run you out of the building. You know, you've got to, you got to treat the first 10 minutes of the game like it's the last fourth quarter, you know, life or death right there. Uh, and if you get, if you get off to a good start against them, tend to hang and play well. Teams that don't, you know. Oh, we lost JC there. There we go. We got you back, JC. I don't know what happened. Kicked you out. Tennessee yeah. Hackers, my bad. I feel you. But yeah, yeah game guys have to do early. Whoa. All right. Third time's a charm. We're going to try this again. I don't know, I don't what's, know going what's going on. There's a garbage truck outside, too. It's making all kinds of noise. But Te technology's great until it isn't. I apologize. That's all right. And, uh, you know, so I think starting quickly, you know, one of the huge, the worst things about two years ago up there mm -hmm. was Carolina was running the football with Kevin Harris finally for the first time all season. Mm -hmm. uh, they go all the way down, get all the way down the field, and then back-to-back. <laughs> -back, you know, first they put Joyner in there, and everybody in the stadium knew he was going to keep it. If he'd have given it to Lloyd, Lloyd walks in the end zone. 
that's first down. And then second down, the most notorious play <laughs> in the history of South Carolina football recently, Jordan, the Jordan Birch pass. Uh, you know, that's that's why you you know you you need to put points on the board against these guys uh, and match their momentum. They're a momentum team, and, and if you can't match it, it could be a long day. But if you can, you know, you can stay in it. And, you know, like the game guys did last year, you can you can you can take the momentum and run with it. So, JC, what I recall from last year is it was not just a one man wrecking crew, right? It wasn't just Juice Wells. It wasn't just Josh Fan. It was a it was a number of guys who stepped up in that football game. You have to imagine Tennessee, Tim Banks, the defensive coordinator, are going to do everything they can to limit Xavier Leggett. I don't say take away because he's going to get his. Who would you say is that guy you're most – like that you're expecting or you're looking to that could be that other guy? Or, like, do you think it's one dude? Do you think it's multiple supporting cast pieces? Is it a tight end? Is it a wide receiver? Like, who's next in line, you think, to kind of start taking some of the pressure off of a Xavier Leggett? I think, you know, Trey Knox. Uh, I'd like to see more Josh Simon, too. I still think he's a really good player. Uh, that uh, Knox sort of had his best game against Mississippi State. Uh you know, those two guys are valuable weapons. Uh, Omega Blake has played some really good football this year. Uh, I like what I see out of Eddie Lewis when he gets in the game. Um, I don't know I don't know if Amarian Brown's status has been updated or not, but obviously Amarian's game is his speed, so if a hamstring's bothering him, you got to worry about that. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, this, this passing offense is very good. Uh, I think it's great when Juice Wells is part of it. Uh, because that's that's that gets you that, that's an offense that's really hard to, to defend. <laughs> but uh, other guys have stepped up. You know, I, I think uh, Xavier of the tight ends, Omega Blake, uh, Eddie Lewis. Um, you know, heck, maybe maybe you see a guy like Tyshawn Russell come in in a big moment and make a play or so. Or so he's getting more and more snaps. Uh, you know, Nick Harbor, same way. Maybe maybe it's his time to get out there and do it. I know everybody wants to see it. So uh, that, that's. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my take on it. You know, there, there's enough there. Um, but uh, I was – I guess Marler was on uh, – I saw on your Instagram said that, you know, it's just you're just not going to win it just relying on Spencer and Xavier. And, and I tend to agree with that. I think that, you know, you're going to have to have some other guys, you know, step up and be, you know, playmakers. And I think there's enough there to do it. Now, J.C., switching sides of the football when Tennessee has it offensively, and I heard you say this, and this is kind of a popular phrase to throw around, but I want you to really dissect it and dive into it. When you talk about slowing down Tennessee, this Josh Heupel attack, getting the volunteers off schedule, right? What exactly do you mean when you say that? Well, you know, you just – the down and distance. You know, you, you, you want to get them behind the chains if you can. You, you, you want to throw incompletions. Uh, you know, you, you don't want them just to dink, 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 dunk, boom. <laughs> the dink, dink, boom offense, I guess. I, that's what I, you still have, I still have nightmares from 2021 of that exact uh, thing happening. That's, it that's it that's just, it. yeah, you got to, you, you got to get them in, you know, you know, third and, you know, and this isn't Hendon Hooker, you know, this is Joe Milton. So I think you kind of, Joe's a really good quarterback. He's just not, not Hooker accurate, well, accuracy wise. Going downfield, I said, you know, so I, you know, you in this situation with Milton as opposed to Hooker, where heck, it's third and ten, and you're like, 
I don't know that it matters, you know, because he, he's just so accurate and he, there's so much he could do. Uh, third and more than seven with a guy like Milton, you know, forcing him to go down the field and be accurate with the football. Uh, I think that's important, you know, and, and getting them off schedule is don't let the running backs get go start. Jeez. We're going to try this again. We're going to well, try this again. We're, we're going right. to make it happen, JC. It might be on my end. I don't yeah. Know. Who knows? Oh, let me refresh on my. Okay, I just refreshed on my end, so hopefully we just cleared up. Yeah, I looked at. I'm, 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 I'm sitting pretty here with. Uh, well, with, shoot. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> all right. So uh, yeah, don't let the running backs just start galloping all over you either. I mean, that's the thing. You, you got to, you know, they they they're three D. Jeez. I don't know what's we're, going on. We're, we're going to push through this, JC. We're going to, okay. We will not let this adversity win. All right, so stop the run, basically. Yeah, stop the run. Get them in off schedules. Get them in third more than seven. Second, you know, passing downs where he's got to make an accurate throw down the field uh, to, to get you. That That's kind of, you know, that, that's what I mean by giving them off schedule. And it really starts with them with the rushing attack. Like, if you look at their offense, people think it's Josh Heupel, throw the football 50 times. But, like, they love to run the football. And they've got a three-headed monster in the backfield. How do you expect South Carolina, J.C., to attack this? Because I, I would say, you know, with with Joe Milton's, you know, the uncertainty of him, right, he's not Hendon Hooker. Hasn't been bad this year if you look at the numbers, but he's just not Hendon Hooker. But, you know – I'm almost hesitant to say sell out on the run because I look at what happened with the secondary last weekend. Like, does that give you any great concern? Do you think that was a blip on the radar? Do you, like, what do you, like, do you feel like there's a way South Carolina, again, we expect points in this game, but do you feel like there's a way South Carolina can find some more defensive success than, uh, than maybe what we saw even last weekend? Yeah, you, you got, you can't let them run all over you. And, and, and that's the deal. But you almost, you know, do you, you play them like you played them last year? You know, which uh, last year uh, they left South Carolina, let its DBs just go play. And and they did a great job winning one-on-one battles. Uh, are you ready to do that this year with O'Donnell and Marcellus and, and, and those guys? One thing I think they do have to avoid, Chris, is, you know, you, you can't ask D.Q. Smith to, to cover a, like Griffith, Griffin from, 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 from Mississippi State last week. And that's just a mismatch. That's not DQ's game. He's not a man man coverage against the fat one of the fastest guys in the SEC uh, type of guy. So you have to avoid those matchups. And what I found this year um, with, with Carolina's defense is opposing offensive coordinators are doing a good job of picking out the mismatches and, and, and getting them into those one-on-one situations. Uh, so I, I think if you're Clayton White, the challenge is don't let those guys get into those situations. You know, you got you got to help your players out a little bit there. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I think uh, Tennessee's offensive line has been not as good this year. Uh, so, if Boogie Huntley, TJ Sanders, and Taka Hemingway are, you know, having good games up front, and the line by Debo Williams and Stone Blanton are playing well in the box, you know, maybe you don't, uh, maybe you you don't bring an extra guy or whatever, and kind of sit back and play coverage. But uh, if not, you know, and you need help stopping the run, you know, you're going to have to put dial and, and fortune on islands, unfortunately, and uh, and take your chances. 
Now, JC, when you look at this game, the overall outlook going beyond the field, you know, one of the things admittedly that concerns me, um, you know, this time last week, I was talking about all the reasons why in a 50 50. Well, we're, we're going to get through, JC. Anyway, I was talking this time last week in a 50 50 game, all the reasons why I felt confident because of South Carolina being the home team under the lights at Williams Bryce Stadium, that home field advantage. Now the Gamecocks have that going against them. And with all due respect, <laughs> with all due respect to Sanford Stadium, this environment is going to be something different. South Carolina has not played in this season. Does that give you any worry or angst going into this one because of the environment, some youngsters on the offensive line? It feels like a challenge the Gamecocks have not faced yet to this point. And in a lot of these 50-50 SEC games, a hostile home atmosphere, it can be the difference. Definitely. And then it's Neyland Stadium gets loud, really loud when they uh, when they're winning or pregame, whatever. You know, when they start to lose, it's it's very quiet. But uh, like anywhere. But um, and their, their fans, you know, they remember what happened last year. So do their coaches, so do their players. Uh, it's a night game, so obviously there's festivities that will take place at the beginning uh, of the day. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to be ready. I, I do think it's advantageous to South Carolina that they've. Sorry, JC. I'll, uh, yeah, yeah. It's advantageous to South Carolina that they, they have been to Georgia. You know, they, they did go down to Stanford and, you know, that stadium. So they played in that environment before. You know, they had a big environment in Charlotte to open the season, even though it was a pro game caught crowd. You've had two big environments uh, in Columbia. Um, you know, communication is going to be the key. That's the one thing you worry about. But I, I don't worry about this team meeting the moment and, and them kind of going, oh, crap. What? There's 100,000 people here. Wow. You know, because they played just about every game this year has been in a pretty big-time environment. So, JC, final thing before I get you out of here. Again, I do apologize for the technical issues. Do you have a score prediction? How are you feeling about this one? Again, Gamecocks are a double-digit point underdog. Do you see them going into kneeling and making it two in a row against the Bulls? I mean, this series, man, since 2010, it's three for the Gamecocks, three for the Bulls, three for the Gamecocks, three for the Bulls. I'll have to go with the Gamecocks. Uh, it will be unprecedented. Gamecocks have never scored more than 24 points in Knoxville ever. Uh, their wins up there have been 16, 15, 14, 3, and 15 to 9. But uh, I, I, I think the Gamecocks will, will get the passing game going. You know, if you're Spencer Rattler, this is the type of game you live for. Uh, same with Leggett. You know, um, I think the offensive line has gotten better you know, and, and is good enough to go in there and win the game. Maybe a barn burner, maybe Mitch Jeter kicking a field goal late, but I, I think Gamecocks win 38-35, uh, bring it back and get the, you know, second – this is their streak now. You know, then they'll win in Columbia again, I guess, when they play in 2025 because they're not on the schedule next year. Uh, and then it'll be time for Tennessee to win three more, three in a row. So, <laughs> there you go. There it is. It would be a huge win over the Vols, no doubt. JC, appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for being patient through whatever Tennessee hackers we dealt with today. But uh, always a pleasure, my man. I appreciate you. Hey, thanks so much, Chris. Thanks all y'all, and I appreciate it. See you next week.